Coming up on this week's episode, we begin by investigating which of the Dan Millers is the best Dan Millers and the value of owning an electric car. Then we get into this week's tech news, including Spotify's unusual IPO, Snapchat never learning from their mistakes, and why Apple may soon employ your doctor. It's all coming up now on a brand new Don't Panic. This is Don't Panic, episode number 195, recorded March 5th, 2018, an untraditional float. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on Gadgets There and You. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by a man Forbes magazine once called a 30 under 30, Dan Miller. It's Dan Miller. Wow, they did? Yeah, one, one of the 30 under 30 Dan Millers in America. They don't just uh, give that to anyone who's not named know, Dan Miller. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't make that cut. You, you, Come on, Dan, let's get real for a second. You really don't think you're one of the best, one of the top 30 under 30 Dan Millers in America? Have you Googled Dan Miller? First of all, all right. <laughs> the, the Google results for this are insane. I'm going to read what I see top to bottom. Oh, boy. 48days.com. I'm Dan Miller. I'm glad you're here. Blah, 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 blah. Check out my New York Times bestselling book, 48 Days to the Work You Love. Okay, that's one. Next. Dan Miller, American mixed martial artist. Eh, okay, uh, on the same level as you. Close. Uh, Dan Miller Town. Something about... I don't know what's going on there. Uh, DanMillerDesign.com. Dan Miller Esquire. Lawyer, writer, activist, writer for Newsweek, Washington Post, Vice, Cleveland, PD, etc. Also lives in Brooklyn. Nope. No, I I hereby proclaim Dan Miller one of the best, a top 30 Dan Miller we got here on the show. We hope to get one of those better Dan Millers someday. But but for now, we're happy to have you here and, and have everyone out there with us as well. Uh, cool. I'm curious. I, I Googled, say, if what... What I, eh, this probably won't be any different for you. I was going to say, what happens if you Google Dan Miller programmer? Oh, that I don't know. Then you're probably in the top 15. No, I, I would be curious. What are your results? Oh, for, for Googling Sean Jennings? No, no, no. For Googling oh. Dan Miller programmer. Oh, you think Google knows to put you at the top if you search mm-hmm. Dan Miller. Pro- okay, let's see. There's... The 48 Days guy is number one for yeah. me again. And then there... Oh, look, you're my number two. Uh, you're LinkedIn. Oh, Dan Miller, senior software engineer. Shit. And then All there's right. Dan Miller Air Conditioning Company. Oh, but I don't for think third, that's you. I get Dan Miller, a VR AR evangelist at Unity Technologies. Oh. This is... this is, this is is the God, they're just a, a world of Dan Millers. That's right. I should make my uh, Bungie.net introducing Dan Miller... Look at this guy, mission designer. Dan Miller is our new mission designer. Missions don't just design themselves. Take Halo 2, for example. You think it's a coincidence that the first evidence of a wraith on the bridge level is its ballistic plasma mortar lobbing over the curve of the bridge span? No, that was Dan Miller. Yeah, that sounds like something you would write. Oh, my God. Yeah, I buy that. Look at this. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, welcome to the show. Goldie is not here this week. He's traveling, so uh, he said he might call in if he's bored, but you know him. He's Mr. Excitement, so I don't see that happening, but <laughs> Dan and I are here to hold down the fort. Dan, what's uh, what's what's going on? What's uh, the latest? Uh, I what's don't know, the man. Scoops? 
I got some great beer this weekend. Treehouse. That was exciting. Treehouse. Very good. That's about it. And reading the new Expanse book. Nice. I got some of my friends into Westworld. Oh, fun. Season so two is coming. It's going to be here before you know it. That's right. I have to get them ready. Um, and I'm still number one in the movie draft. And holding, by, holding uh, strong. Uh, yeah. By a smaller margin by order of magnitude than I was the previous week. But I'm still up. And you still got some big movies coming ahead of you as well. That's here's hoping. Yeah, well, you know, hey, look, people love Oprah. They can't get enough Oprah right now, you know? Oh, did I get the... Yeah, you have Wrinkle in Time. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, that's... yeah, I saw the trailer for that, and I was like, holy crap, this actually looks good. Yeah, you have that <laughs> and Ready Player One, Dan. You're going to be just fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I don't know, uh, Ready Player One might, might flop. I'm kind of annoyed that because we did it on the Up for Debate book club, I kind of am obligated to see it, and I really don't want to, because we're going to talk about it on the show. <laughs> And I have no interest in seeing it at all. So that's the next book? I've lost track of the book. No, no, we read that one back in the fall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll do a follow-up and we'll see how the movie compares to the book. And you are not a fan. Um, my general summary was the, like, actual, like, writing of the book, the grammar and the sentence and, like, that stuff was terrible. But Mm -hmm. as far as sci-fi young adult fiction goes, better than most books. Mm-hmm. You know, an enjoyable. I enjoyed reading it, but at times it was very painful because it was very badly written. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm still working my way through the Chicago book. Uh, have you, you haven't done the show on that yet, right? No, no. Devil in the White City. We're taping it this week. So. Oh, okay. And okay. I have not started my reread of it, and it's in. We're doing it on Thursday, <laughs> so I'm a smidge right, behind. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not that far behind. I'm, I'm only about 25 percent of the way through. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know Matt said he's been enjoying it so far. Uh, he's a good yeah, chunk of the good. way through it. That'll be a that'll be a fun one. That's pretty much it, though. Oh, how okay. about you? Oh gosh, Dan, just so much stuff. It's been bananas. Uh, thank you for asking. You have a car again? Uh, I uh, my car is still chugging along. Excellent. Somehow, d- despite all the odds, ten years old <laughs> this month. Can you believe it, Dan? Hank wow. the Hyundai. Yep. You, you've had it for 10 years, or it's a 10-year-old car? Both. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yep. Got that, you got that new? I did. I did. Yeah. I worked a lot of hours in high school at the... Shout out, Adam's Big Y. You... Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a whole Sean Jennings story I didn't know. You There's, bought a car? Well, I, I had a little help, but I made payments on it for a long time. Oh, wow. I, wouldn't, I didn't pay 100% of it, but I paid a very healthy amount of it. Um, that's impressive well it was a hyundai elantra in 2008 it wasn't the most expensive car on the market but you know it was it was a nice little a nice little car and i'm glad i did it's lasted 10 years which is crazy now if you if uh hank the hyundai you know bites it and which could be any day now right and if anything were possible nothing were an obstacle would you get an electric car doesn't have to be a tesla although it could be would you get an electric car you know, sounds like someone comes to you like, Sean, you've won any car that you want independent of you. Like you're not like now independently wealthy, but you can get whatever. Car sure. No, I get where you're going. I, I don't know if it would be my first. I definitely would like one. The issue I have is I do drive long distances and I'm just like if I knew for a fact, like 
almost never I drive long distances. Yeah, I totally would. That's the it's mm. the range thing is the only thing that bugs me about it. How far? Where do you go? Like, I mean, I'll I drive in total sixty about fourteen thousand miles a year. Um, at the moment, and commuting fourteen thousand miles a year. Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. Um, and that's crazy. To back and forth from work, it's like probably 30 miles round trip. So it's not a long trip there. But if I'm trekking down to, to Connecticut or to Boston or to, you know, I'm up, I'm up visiting in Pittsfield all the time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that's a hundred mile round trip. I probably could do it, but it's just one, you know, it's like, I just don't like to have the advantages of an electric car don't outweigh the potential. Well, this is what I was curious about, because if you don't mind me saying, you're, you strike me as a risk averse person. Uh, uh, very, <laughs> very. That's, that will be on my tombstone. Here lies Sean Jennings. He was risk averse. And then it scratched beneath it, but not risk averse enough. <laughs> he, he, the only risk he ever took was putting this on his tombstone. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, no, I don't want the risk of an electric car. Okay. You, it sounds like you've decided that you don't. But a hybrid. I would get a hybrid. You know, sure. I'll I'll split the difference. Uh, but a but a pure electric, not quite. If they get one to a range of like three fifty, four hundred, I don't know what they are now. You know, I th- I thought it was a comfy three hundred at this point. Is that where they're at? You know. Yeah, but I like I like the you know the this I want the sexy sport car. You know, electric. That's what's right. great. I wish I could have two cars. And ah. I could have one for distances and what? See, Dan, if it were unlimited options, that's what I would I have an electric as my commuter car and then right, like a right, nice right. gas car, like like a sports car. Well, that's the obvious answer, which is why I restricted it to one car. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough one. Or like, what's the, is it the, the, the Volt they had a few years ago where it was like, it wasn't a hybrid, but it was a car where you could run it on 100% electric, but it had a gas engine as a backup to extend the range. I think, was it that one? The Vol- I don't remember. The it, Leaf? There was the Leaf and the no, Volt. The Leaf that. was all electric. I think it was the Volt, and the way it worked was it was an electric car, but they had a gas engine in it that they would use to create electricity to power the electric-powered car. Right. And that's a really good idea. Because well, you might never, ever use the gas part of the car if your range is short enough. But you have the option, if you drive 300 miles, to throw some gas in there and keep going. Yeah, I wonder, though, that I bet that decreases the range overall oh, sure. on, like, just the electric bit. Yeah, I would bet. Yeah, probably. So probably. That, but again, my, my 30 mile a day commute, I you know, it's got range to do that, you know? Right. Yep. So I think that's yep. a good option. Good point. Well, I've decided that I'm not uh, leaving a major metropolitan area until I can buy a car that drives me. Yes, and every year on the show, we say next year will be the year. No, 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 I don't say that. I'm saying 10 years, easy. Easy, easy money. I don't want I. although I do hit a lot of things with my car, so maybe I should (laughs) be more excited about it. I don't, I like, I won't say I like driving, but I want to keep driving. I don't want machines to drive. (laughs) for me <laughs> so you know? yeah is that a fear thing or like a resign you're just resigned to driving at this point? no i think it's just one of those where it's like you know how old people are like oh, computers these days they they control right. too much and we're like oh it's no we give 
Apple all of our private health data. We don't really care. It's not a big deal. I'm like that for autonomous cars, where it's like, ah, cars driving themselves. That's And our kids will be like, oh, that's not a big deal. Cars have always driven themselves. So <laughs> I, I'm just resigned to being the old man on that issue. Okay. Fair enough. And that's and you're welcome to be the young whippersnapper who, Sean, it's the, just get in the autonomous Uber. It's not a big deal. Uh, is there... Nah, never mind. I, I don't know how to phrase this question, but I fear for the day when I do, when that, that does happen to me. I guess it kind of, I, I've come around on Snapchat, though. It took me a while. It took me years, but I yeah. finally have come to understand it. But there's going to come a day when there's something I don't understand. Sure. I get that. And I, you know what I think it's going to be? I think it's going to be like some computer or application that doesn't even, you can't even program it. It's all AI. So you treat it more like like a psychologist would when you're trying to figure out how to get it to do something rather than like, oh, I need to like look at this registry key. It's like, no, you have to like, I have to talk to my computer and like figure out what its like feelings are. I mean, not exactly like that. Like, there probably won't be feelings, but there will be no code to look at. There will be no configuration file. Like, Windows has, like, machine learned what your desktop image should be and what your keyboard shortcut should be, right? Uh, so changing those things won't be as simple as looking things up in a, a text file. That's going to happen, and I'm going to be really sad. And I'm never going to buy one of those computers, and I'll be using some ancient-ass computer into my 80s and 90s that makes me look like a crazy person you have to you have to browse to the websites yourself what is a mouse what is what is <laughs> right uh, i could see myself giving up the mouse i don't no. i'm not i'm not attached to the mouse i just like the idea of like dan at the end of the day getting home oh how was work today Oh man, I got into a fight with the computer and then it wouldn't help me out today. I hurt its feelings. Well, you know, <laughs> it's like that, you know, as, as things get more and more complicated, that's what it can feel like. Uh, you know, I hate to admit this, but oftentimes you don't really know why something happened True. or why something was broken, but you know that this thing fixed it and it's not very intellectually satisfying to live your life that way, but it is uh, way faster to live your life that way. <laughs> and way more productive to a point. Mm -hmm. So I already feel like that happens. <laughs> that right. oh, All this boy. cloud stuff just like randomly not working. I'm like, uh huh. Yeah, having a bad, having an off tried, day today. I in tried the cloud. later and it worked. Yeah, it changed its mind. Wonderful. Well, Dan, that concludes the banter segment of the program. It's time. It's time for tech news. It's time for tech news. And we actually have some stories this week. We got a number of them from companies like uh, Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and Amazon and Apple and Spotify. The, the list, all the heavy hitters are here. Uh, and it's quite a rundown. Was there any particular story in here, Dan? You were excited to. You know what we have to talk about since Colby is in here? The Spotify IPO. We certainly can. We're not. We're not. The, the, our, we've, we... I'm pretty sure Colby is not allowed to talk about it. So. Yep. Yep, so this is the, the one time we can this really get away with it. We can taunt him for his quiet period. Yes, uh, which will be unusually short in this unusual IPO. Oh, tell me more. I certainly will. Dan, Spotify filed this week to go public uh, in what they're estimating to be a billion-dollar IPO. But interestingly enough, Dan, it is not a traditional IPO. That's where the episode title comes from. Now, mind you, I'm just reading what I read. I don't actually understand this, but I think I've gotten pretty close. I did a lot of research to figure out 
What's different? So when a company IPOs, they hire a bank, and the bank prepares a bunch of sh- they make up a bunch of new shares, and the bank sets a price, and people put mm-hmm. in, and then they buy the shares, right? Mm-hmm. What Spotify is doing, highly unusual. It's called a direct listing versus a traditional float. You know, they're not floating shares. Okay. It's a direct listing. What does so it mean not, to float shares? That means you're essentially, and I'm it's way oversimplifying it, you're just creating new shares, basically. Uh-huh. You're diluting everyone else's shares by creating new shares you sell on the market. I see. Okay. So when a company goes public and they've taken venture capital, yes. the... the those companies, they're act, they actually lose money in the deal. No, because, well, yes and no. I mean, their shares aren't worth anything until the company goes public. So they don't actually lose anything, but... Uh, yeah, I guess that's true, which is always weird because they do tell you that they're worth something. Well, that, that's what my bad stock advice guy always tells me. It's not a loss till you sell it. And I go, thanks. <laughs> all that bad advice. Um, is this is this a character that you've developed? No, his uh, name is bad. John, and no, oh. and I used to work with him, and he did give me a bunch of bad stock advice. And he's a great guy, and he's very smart, but he gave me a bunch of bad stock advice. And he and I, he said, "John, technically, I haven't lost any money because you haven't sold it." And I say, "I can't sell it, John, because that's way under." Uh, but anyway, he sometimes watches the show, so sorry, John. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what they're doing is is a direct listing. So what they're doing is they're not making new shares. Instead, Spotify is allowing those who already own shares to sell them directly into the marketplace. So there's no bank underwriting new shares. Instead, people who already own shares in, in so like those, the venture capitalists and people of that nature, they can go and then sell their shares on the private market, but they're not making new shares. Has, uh, do you know Spotify has taken venture capital money? I assume that they have. Yes, yeah, right now, uh, the largest shareholders are the co-founders, Tencent, the, the Chinese tech company. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, they own WeChat or something like that. They're big in China. Uh, Sony Music owns 5.7% and a bunch of other venture capitalists as well. Um, you can find the full breakdown online. They had to release that. Right. But what, what this means for Spotify is they'll make less money, but it also means they, they keep more control of the company. And they don't have to uh, wait as long. You talked about the quiet period. The quiet period is basically non-existent when you do it like this, apparently. Oh. Um, so instead of it taking like a year or like a long time to do this, this will be out yeah. in like a month. They'll just be able to take it right to market because they don't, I, I don't know, have to do as much paperwork. Who knows? That's where they lost me. So have there been other companies that have done this? Not that I've read. As far as it's been described in articles, highly unusual. And could be a future method for other tech companies. The fact that it has a name implies that people have done it in the past. Sure. It's, it can be done, um, but not. Now, I wonder, it, with uh, the other ways that you, you go to Google Public, the big banks... Maybe and maybe the VCs get to sell and get to buy and I think sell shares, definitely buy shares before other people get the chance sure. to. Yes, big I wonder difference. If, if this changes that. It does. You cannot. So that's that's part of this is because they're not because there are no new shares to buy. Um, you know, and this is a whole nother thing, but they're private markets, right? And so for years, right. people can privately sell between each other shares of Spotify, but not on a publicly traded market. 
And so essentially, right. they're just taking that and moving it to a public market, the New York Stock Exchange. Um, so yeah, absolutely, that, that that will be going on. But what the difference with this is, you know, when a stock goes IPO, they set a price, they say it's going to go at $21, right? right? They're not doing that for this. It's just going to go for what it goes for. Right. Because it's so just it's be supply a bidding and, process it's just demand. Then? Sort of. It has to start at something. Well, this is sort of, I mean, I will read you the direct quote from the F1 document they submitted. Oh, um, boy. There will be, we don't often get primary sources here on Dope This Panic. is a direct quote I understand nothing of. It's very wordy. Uh, as this listing is taking place via a novel process that is not an underwritten initial public offering, there will be no book building process and no price at which underwriters initially sold shares to the public to help inform efficient price discovery with respect to the opening trade. Price discovery. I, the, this, 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 the, these two paragraphs are crazy. This lack of an initial public offering price could impact the range of buy and sell orders collected by the stock exchange from various broker-dealers. Consequently, the public price of our ordinary shares may be more volatile than in an underwritten initial public offering and could, upon listing on the stock exchange, decline significantly and rapidly. That's their way of saying, warning... This is unusual, so crazy things Man, can happen. When I uh, when I price something, you know, if I have a company or something, I price something, and people complain about the price. I'm like, listen, we're just doing price discovery. Yep. This is all this is all just normal price discovery processes. Efficient price discovery, of course. I, that's right. That's right. We're trying to zero in on charging you as much money as possible as quickly as we can. Yep. So. And, uh, and fan of the show, Zach, in our Twitch chat room says the price is basically going to be from $1 to $1 billion, depending on what they want to price the stock at. And that's true. Uh, there, there, there isn't some bank like leading guidance on this. It's just what right. they price Although, it at. Although the weird thing about those banks is that they are often investing in the stock also. Yes. So it's not like they're impartial committees. Yeah. I mean, really, the whole point of doing this is that Spotify just doesn't... The point isn't to raise a lot of money. I think the point is to sort of satisfy internal stockholders um, and right. try to generate a little value in that respect. So they will be doing that. Uh, some other things that they had to disclose a lot of their financials. Uh, nearly $5 billion in revenue for 2017 compared to $3.6 billion in 2016. It lost around $1.46 billion in 2017 and had $582 million of cash available at year end. Lost $1.27 billion in 2017? Yes. My goodness. Yep. Uh, Business they is have- crazy. Uh, 159 million monthly active users and 71 million paid premium subscribers. Uh, paid subscribers grew 46% year over year, while active users are up 29%. By comparison, Apple Music only has 36 million paid subscribers. So. Interesting. Do they say how much they spend on uh, Google Cloud in there? <laughs> no, they did not break down. They didn't. I wonder, I wonder how Snap was... Uh why snap had to disclose that but spotify doesn't it's a very good question above my pay grade speaking of snapchat yeah do we have to <laughs> yep it's a segue sean you Back don't from the look dead a, you don't look the gift segue in the mouth and that's why we're going to chug right through it because snap the company behind Snapchat, is bringing back their spectacles. Now, we've talked about spectacles here on the show. You remember them as the product they wrote off $40 billion worth that's sitting rotting in a warehouse somewhere. Uh, well, good news. They're making more of them. 
Uh, a report claims that Snap is working on a new version of the Spectacles, uh, two new versions, the second gen model that would offer bug fixes, performance improvements, and new colors, and then a third version, a more ambitious version that could feature two lenses and more advanced camera technology that could cost up to $300. They're also apparently in conversation with major glass companies, including Luxottica and Warby Parker, to license out its camera technology. Apparently, the second-gen version is far along. It's said to be in manufacturing phases for a Q2 or Q3 launch. Interesting. Dan, is this a bad idea or a terrible idea? (laughs) Your thoughts. Um, It it seems like a bad idea. You know why? Because, you know, I usually see... Any product that is remotely, that has a chance of being popular, you'll see it in New York. Mm-hmm. And I have never seen spectacles in New York outside of their store that they're selling them in. Yep. Uh, <laughs> which itself was in New York. Isn't, wasn't it the only one or something like that? It was for a long time, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a bad idea. I see... I see terrible headphones. I see micro. I've been seeing Microsoft Surfaces since before Microsoft Surfaces were any good uh, in New York. But yeah, not spectacles. Not spectacles. I say bad deal. Bad deal. You know, it's kind of interesting to me, and I've started to notice this. A lot of products are growing out of features that are currently in your smartphone. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, there's a camera in my phone, and putting them in my glasses is not any better or more convenient or a cooler experience, I don't think. Well, it could be more convenient. Mm, but I don't take that, like, how, how often do you have to take pictures? I don't take pictures that often, but I'm starting to realize that I am weird in this way. <laughs> You're just starting to put that together? In this way, Sean. <laughs> I'm sorry. I still have got a you ways set to me go up on for the that other one. stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like listening to a podcast today, and they were talking about people taking that apparently people taking selfies in movie theaters is a big problem, and you know this isn't going to help with selfies, but I, that that never, that never even occurred to me, right? right? Uh, and so if that's a big problem, I just I have a feeling that people take a lot more pictures than we do, people of a certain uh, you know temperament. But- but should they? Should we be encouraging that kind of behavior? Listen, as long as they're not taking pictures with iPads, I really don't care. I've I've picked I my care. battles, and the hills I'm going to die on. Oh, I'm uh, fighting spect. I will die on the spectacles hill. Okay. I'm fighting that's, that one. That's your choice. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it's silly and it's unnecessary. And I don't now, know what good. I don't. Do people? The problem is I don't look at anything interesting. Do people look at interesting things that are worth photographing? I don't. Maybe again, I'm not. Maybe I'm not the market. But who is? Yeah. Well, here's okay. Here's a good example. If I could have a pair of glasses that don't look ridiculous, and and recorded good quality video or and or pictures, video or pictures, either one, preferably both, right? I would wear it to a concert because yeah, there are some parts of concerts that I want to have a video of because I was like, oh, that was awesome. Uh, but I, what I don't want to do is take myself out of a concert experience, which I've complained about on the show before, by like fumbling on my phone and the screen lights up and I'm, you know, 
got to figure out, oh, shit, I left the flash on. Like, uh, I don't have to deal with that. But in an ideal world, I could stay in the moment in the concert and get that clip of that, like, awesome saxophone solo that I'll always have forever. That's the, uh, and if, if that was 100 bucks and it did that and didn't look stupid, I would consider it. I mean, there were, oh, there was an, was everyone at home counting the ifs in that sentence? If it didn't look stupid, if the camera yeah. quality was good, if it was $100, if it was easy yeah. to capture quick clips. Yep. Those are, that's what it needs to have. If it doesn't have those things, then it's, the, you're right, then the phone is easier. See what I mean? <sighs> no, I, no, and I, I don't completely disagree, and if that product existed, maybe I'd be interested but I just think we're really far from that product. And I just think it's, again, it's not, and it's not so, like you described going to a concert. How often do you go to concerts? I mean, it's not an everyday product. Nope. I mean, some people go to, again, go to concerts more often than you or I do. True. Uh, I was talking to a friend over the weekend. He is, he has booked, he has currently booked over 10 concerts in 2018 that he has yet to go to. And wow. yeah, that only goes to like June, right? Damn. So, he could really use some camera glasses. Yeah, and I agree that I don't think it's there yet. I don't think it's close. Uh, but like, I think the miniaturization of that stuff is harder than oh, sure. a self-driving car. Because ha- in order for it to look good, it has to be really small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, spectacles don't look good, and uh, that's a big problem. They look silly and not serious. Wasn't there a story that Google is... Did I dream this, that Google's bringing back Google Glass? Yeah, but only for enterprise stuff. Okay, and th- but that came out a while ago. That's- yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, never mind, yeah. never mind. No, I, don't, I can't think of anyone that I've remembered seeing or reading about who, who's doing it on the com- consumer side that aren't, like, more bulky AR kind of s- stuff that are just cameras. Right. But, Dan, let me ask you a question, because this, this is a little off topic. But, ask uh, away. But I'm curious your thoughts. Uh, I just got an Apple Watch. We talked about this on last week's show. And one of the features right. of the Apple Watch is the ability to pay with Apple Pay. Yes. Uh, and I don't like it. And I refuse to do it. In general or on the watch specifically? On the watch specifically. I'm happy to do it with my phone. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like the awkward, like... Oh, yeah. Getting your wrist up to the scanner thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And I have the solution to your problem. Oh, but thank God. See, this is why I come to you, Dan. <laughs> you know what? You, you, the answer is I do not always use my phone. And I do not always use my watch. It depends on the situation. Okay. So the, the yellow cabs in New York, you can pay with Apple Pay and, mm-hmm. you know, any of the wireless stuff. What's a pain in when you're cramming the backseat of a cab is reaching into your pocket and sure. elbowing your friend to get in there. And it, But the flip side is there's also no awkwardness with, like, a person staring at you as you put your wrist up to the thing so for that stuff it's great also for any of like the self-checkout things yeah okay that makes sense no problem yeah if it's like the the square readers i don't know in new york you have to interact with the square readers all the time the square readers okay Mm -hmm. the the people always have have you seen these like they're these it used to be the square reader was like an ipad case you swipe the thing through but now with the new chip cards they have this little white yep. brick yep white brick but angled yeah so you can put your watch or your phone on it but the the cashiers always have it facing them because they take your card and they do the chip thing so then it's impossible to use 
Apple Pay without making a scene. So yep. Square Card readers, despite their best effort, I never used Apple Pay for them because they they, they gave them the option to make it hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is why the next iPad needs to have NFC built in. Oh my god, we can talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, so for all of those things, I I only use the Apple Watch. Whoa. Holy Whoa. Smoke. I got, I got to hang up and and we we have, we have somebody trying to call into the show here. Special guest. Special guest. Let's see if we can get him on the line. Uh-oh. Yeah, the, it's Skype, so we're really asking for trouble here. <laughs> but we'll 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 try. Anyway, I think that's a good point, Dan. I think cuz I went to like the supermarket and tried to do it and it had a re- it was like up higher and it had like a big reader and I was like I felt yeah. really dumb. Yeah. Supermarket, I always use my phone, yeah. But self-checkouts, like the drugstore self-checkout, I'll use the watch. And whenever I'm in like an enclosed space, a kiosk, like some some uh, vending machines you can use it yep. with now. Yep. Makes sense to me. Um, let's see here. Can you pause? Oh! No. Whoa! Whoa! Uh, I'm on the wrong. Uh, I'm on the wrong audio. I'll fix this. I can fix okay. this. Hello, special guest calling into the show. You may know him it's as the guy who's usually caller. here. <laughs> first time caller, long time fan, oh. Colby Rabbitin. Skype. I have to hang up and call you back. Okay. All right. While he's doing that, Dan, why don't we why don't we pick our next story and he'll be back yes. in time to to chat about it. I okay. I feel like we need to talk about the healthcare story and the video game story. Okay. Um, let's start with the healthcare one and close out with the video game one. That's great. Okay, I love it. I'm back. I'm back. He's back. Woo. We can we can hear you. We can't see you. There he is. Whoa! <laughs> All right. All right. Indeed. Rocking that hotel Wi-Fi. I know. Oh, this yeah. is impressive. It's pretty good so far. <laughs> Better than anyone could have expected. Yep. Well, the the chat room on Twitch is going nuts now that you're here. So <laughs> they're 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 really the one person watching. Really, really going nuts about it. Um, Holy, are you calling in for some distant location? Is this some exotic uh, locale from NYC? Yeah. You know, one of these times we'll have to do we'll have to do an in person. Uh, Colby and I'll have to come in from the same uh, call. Didn't we do that once? You did. Oh, well, we did. Very right. long time ago. A long time ago. Yep. I feel like that was in like the first year of Don't Panic. It was right? early. It was very early on. We've never done one with all three of us in the same room. Yeah, that that's seems true. like an oversight. We did D and D with all all of us in the same room. Once. Yes, we did. That was fun. Well, so, Colby, we're we're about to talk about healthcare. You like healthcare? <laughs> I like when I have healthcare. <laughs> well, how would you like it if a giant, somewhat evil tech conglomerate offered you some? <laughs> Just some. Just some. Hey, Colby, you want some health care? <laughs> wait, wait. Check, what, come in this alley. I've got some health care for you. <laughs> <laughs> a 
what's what's the catch though? <laughs> the catch is they want to test things on you. Oh, sound legit? Let me yeah, tell this you is more. Like for vendetta shit here. Apple is preparing to open medical clinics to provide health care for its employees and their families. Sorry, you're limited. In Cupertino this spring, according to a new report, the tech company has launched a website for the clinics, which will operate under the name AC Wellness. Uh, currently, Apple has one wellness center in its headquarters in Cupertino, uh, but there will be two in Santa Clara County, uh, and they've already posted the, job wait, listings. Wait, 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 wait. Does the AC stand for Apple Care? It doesn't say, <laughs> but you're. I think that's a good guess. I'll leave that it. That would be that. brilliant. They uh, already have a thing called Apple Care. For people. For people. <laughs> crack your screen, right. crack a bone. It's the same thing. All right. We'll, we'll swap out that bone for you, no problem. They call, they call them geniuses. Oh, wait, can I get my human battery replaced at the <laughs> Apple Clinic? I would pay big money for that. Uh, <laughs> Apple will also use the new clinics to test its health-related products and services. Um, there you go. That's the whole story. Interesting. So, coming this spring. That's really weird. So, yeah, are they partnering with some, like, are they hiring doctors, or is this is yeah. this, like... They are, wow. Primary and acute care physicians, nurse practitioners, phlebotomists, and an exercise coach. They have job listings if you're interested. Oh, man. What? What? Bottomist? A phlebotomist. What is or that? Those are the people that take your blood. Basically. They're vampires. Specimen processing. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a... <laughs> that's what the ones... I, I didn't make... That's Talk to Apple about that one. Oh, that, that's you know, uncomfortable. I won't lie. I thought phlebotomist was phlegm doctor. I, th I think I don't think you're wrong. I think it is like the collection of bodily. F I think it's more than blood, but I that's you know. No, I think you're right. I mean, I feel oh, like no, it the... does say blood. Is, is the process phlebotomy is the process of making an incision in a vein with a needle. Mm. So I guess they're the people who stick you with draw blood. Right. There you go. That's cool. Apple wants your blood, guys. <laughs> don't don't worry about it. That 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 alien spaceship headquarters doesn't power itself. It requires human blood. Which uh, we talked about this on the show before. Which 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 of the tech billionaires was the one that was like investing in the young people blood startup? Well, Peter Thiel, everyone's favorite billionaire. <laughs> yeah, notorious, uh, crazy maniac, evil villain. <laughs> Well, famously satirized on Silicon Valley. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's Blood Boy. <laughs> uh, uh, any 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 thoughts on this? Good idea, bad idea? Meh I idea? mean, if any company could do it, it would be Apple. Not because you know they can't do anything wrong, but because they have more money than anyone else. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So uh, if, if Apple offered it to me and I work for Apple, I would take it. Sure. I don't know if I would take it if I didn't work at Apple, though. Well, that's the yeah, that's the that would be the weird part. I, there, are right. lots of, there are lots of major companies who have on site doctors. And, right. you know, I don't think that's an insane perk to offer their employees. It would just be weird if they like open these across the country and invited you to come in. Right. That would be odd. And school nurses, we used to have that. We used to have that perk. Yeah. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. No. That's true. 
No, now they just tell you to suck it up. That's right. Kid. We haven't gone soft. No, no, that's quit being a snowflake. <laughs> uh, Chris. All right. All right. Well, how, many, how many more stories do we have time for? Uh, let's check the clock. At least the one. Clock. Minimum least... of one. Okay, let's do. Yeah, let's do the video game one. I I saw this today and I wanted to make sure it was in the rundown, but you already put it there. I did because this is this is a, a fun discussion topic. We I mean, we talked about Tencent earlier in the show, uh, in our Spotify discussion. Oh, right. Yes, the same, the one in the same, the famous ju- bank slash tech company, yes, slash video game maker. If Tencent. you thought Apple was evil, we're on a whole nother level here. Uh, Tencent's hit mobile strategy game, Honor of Kings, uh, is a bit too popular in China. They're having a bit of an issue. People playing it for six, eight, ten hours a day, especially children. Um, as of right now, children under 12 are only allowed to play an hour a day, and children 12 to, uh, I think it's 16 or 18, can only play up to two hours a day. Uh, and so Tencent is proposing a feature that allows kids and parents to negotiate playtime in exchange for other things, such as uh, doing housework or getting good grades, could extend their time within the game. Uh, this limit on time has led to a rise in fake IDs as kids try to get around the restriction. Um, it's, there's a whole new, great New York Times article um, that, if you don't haven't read it, uh, I recommend you check it out. It's uh, a Chinese video game, rakes in cash, and draws young rule breakers. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, so, than, wait, wait, wait. How are they, what's the verification process? Do you know? So, this uh, New York Times is sort of vague on it, but basically, you know, they just ask f- for a copy of your ID, and apparently it's for like five bucks, you can get a fake one. That's oh, good yeah. enough like, to fool them. Yeah, if it's just a scan, that that, that seems pretty fakeable. I, yeah, I don't. I, I'm sure it's more elaborate than that. The, the article really doesn't get into it. Um, also, what a lot of people do is is uh, they start game accounts as someone who's older, and then they sell it. They sell the account um, uh, to, to someone else as well for as as much as five hundred dollars. Yeah, where are these kids getting five hundred dollars? Uh, you know, I don't. That's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question i mean honor of kings generated about 828 million dollars in revenue in the first three months of this year uh more than 200 million uh folks in chinese play honor of kings uh which is this game it's the the scale of it is is absolutely and it, massive and it sounds like it's not big outside of china no Cool, and and what is this about like smart digital contracts? Was this was this anything uh, sophisticated at all, or is that just a fancy word that they're using? It's I think it's, as far as I understood it, it's just a fancy way of parental controls. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was it was just more the idea that they would <laughs> encourage so it, people to do it in that manner. So, do parents have like a, a parent portal where they can go in and mark if their kids have, in fact, done these things? I'm sure the Wall Street Journal goes into more detail, but or does it does it hook directly them, up so. to like the the, the school, the state-run school website or something? That is now we're in black we're entering Black Mirror territory. Right. This is this getting is, <laughs> yes. This is what I wanted to talk about. Now, are you suggesting that we should start creating accounts on this game and selling them to children <laughs> children all over the world? To to put in our domain name registration fund? That's not the worst idea. 
It's not the worst idea. It's achievable. It's a measure. It's a smart goal. It's right. a measurable, achievable, right. timely. When do we want to do this by? How hard can it be? Right. I feel like I could create ten accounts by tomorrow. <laughs> That's a lofty goal. Right. And then what we do, we got to turn it into one of those pyramid schemes where then Colby, you get three friends to each make ten accounts. And then they each get three friends, oh, and they each snap. make ten accounts. So many accounts. Yeah, and you're at the top of that triangle shape, so you're going to make all the money. <laughs> right. Right. I'm the only one who can sell the accounts. Everyone else just has to make them for me. That's right. That's right. Trickle up economics. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's just called pissing away money. We're pretty good at that. Speaking of that, I think change mode is up for domain renewal. We we gotta talk about that at some point. Okay. Change mode. Yeah, change mode.de. <laughs> uh but anyway, Zach in the chat room says this sounds like this should be some blockchain technology for chores. Well, that's what I was thinking. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> that sounds like an actually good application of the blockchain. Because then like Tencent could verify that you actually did your chores. Right? <laughs> Proof of work. And and then they can uh, execute the contract. Oh, no. China terrifies me. Sometimes. Why in cases that? like this. Well, you know, just, I mean, they have a president who's just decided he's going to be president forever. Like, you, you yeah. can just decide that. That doesn't seem that unusual. We're very laid back like, about this, Dan. Like that's, that's like... <laughs> I feel like president leaders of countries deciding they're going to be the leader of the country indefinitely is like more the norm than than the right. uh, than than the maybe the, the oddity. Fair enough. Got, yeah, yeah. got Italy and uh, Turkey. All, All great places. stable places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing well. In those. Turkey, well known for its stable uh, government over the past sixty years. Absolutely. No, a, a real great place to be. Turkey, we're happy to take your tourism advertising dollars. We'll show for Turkey. Uh, the good <laughs> news is, if you want to play Honor of Kings in the U.S., you can. They have an America version. Uh, the Honor of Kings is really heavily based in Chinese mythology. Uh, so they created a game called Arena of Valor. That's essentially the same game, uh, but with a little less China references. Uh, it's a little more localized for... For the North American market, it's on iOS and Android, uh, and it's coming oh, to Switch as well. Challenge. No. <laughs> Pass. Pat. Hey, Sean, Aww. do me a favor. Play the game that's got all those Chinese kids addicted. You know, you know, the ones they get to play in exchange for doing chores. That's a challenge <laughs> this week. What are you worried about? Are you worried Sean, about in exchange for, for publishing the Don't Panic episode, you can play an hour of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to my boss with this at work. Be like, you know, I just did an hour of work. I think I get to play Chinese mobile games for the next hour. I think that's only fair. You know, what is it, what is it called? The, the, the U.S. Okay. game? Arena of Valor. Arena of Valor. Yeah. Download it? Yep. It's, uh, it's, it came out in uh, December. So it's a multiplayer online battle arena game. Yeah, I know all about those. It's a League you of Legends. Voice chat on iOS. Holy smokes! 
Yeah, apparently it's good. I mean, people want people playing it. An estimated 54% of all Honor of Kings players in China are women, says this article. An estimated what? 54% of players are women. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Cool. Anyhow. Sweet. There you go, kids. Go, go do your homework. And then get to play your game. I'm just saying, we've had these sorts of things for, for a long time. If we could formalize the system... I think everyone would win. I, I, I'm, I'm very evenly on the fence of like, is it a good idea to have a like the computerized grading system schools already use, like have an API that can talk to other services and and in exchange for the like, <laughs> like a you get to do fun things if your grades are good, but then like ift style, like if you get bad grades, bad shit, like I don't, <laughs> it, you know, like oh Jimmy got an F, so my smart. Uh, faucet in my shower only does cold water. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Jimmy. Fit him better in your classes. He gets you, you the know, hooked up to him. Yeah, or like your your the smart bicycle lock. Oh, Jimmy can't use your bike because you didn't you didn't get good grades. <laughs> we can automate all the hell out of all this. Jimmy, the the skylight in your room is just it's it's closed during the day and it's open at night and it's open whenever there's a rainstorm. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like it. This is a really good idea. Although although all, now all I can think of is like. Now kids are going to start bribing the teachers to give them good grades. Like we're going to we're going to break the system, man. Oh man, yeah. How many The corruption. But what what sort of leverage would the kids have because the teachers presumably they don't need fake accounts, right? Well, no, I would say I think the it would the instead of the kids buying fake IDs, they're just buying off the teachers in bribes. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a bit more than $5 though. Yeah, but have you seen how much teachers make? <laughs> That's true. I have to assume that they're paid better in China, but who knows? True. True. Hard to say. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll get right on that. Uh, let's check the clock. Uh, yeah, we're basically out of time for stories. Right. So we're going to move on to picks, uh, the part of the show where we each bring something we want to share with the world that we're enjoying. And it looks like we have a pretty healthy mix here uh, because he was kind enough to call in from his hotel. We'll let Colby go first. Colby, what uh, what, what are you picking? Uh, so I've been using this app called Pillow for like, to do like sleep tracking and stuff on iOS. It does the, the, the Apple Watch thing. Uh, which is cool, and it seems to work pretty well. It does a bunch of weird stuff, like it'll record you all night whenever there are loud noises, which I turned off immediately because I think that's weird. <laughs> um, and yeah, we live in places where there's constantly loud noises. Right, so I did it I did it for two nights, and none of the noises were me. They were all like, you know, police cars driving by or something which was like okay like yeah i understand that that's happening and there's nothing i can do about it right um, and you don't wake up for it anymore right right i'm sure like it disturbs my sleep just <laughs> did a police car just go by something yeah. <laughs> that was me uh, i'm sure it disturbs <laughs> my sleep but uh there's nothing i can do about it so um yeah, it's cool though. So if you have an Apple Watch and you want to know about that sort of thing, yeah. check it out. How does this compare to the one that I recommended? Sleep, auto sleep, sleep. As a person who's never used auto sleep, I have no idea. <laughs> never used it. 
I've been using I think auto sleep. I, I, I started using this before you recommended auto sleep. Really? All right. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. I'm going to I just downloaded it cuz I have been since I got my watch I tried auto I've been using auto sleep and I've liked it. But now I'm going to compare them head to head. I'm very excited cuz I love I am like super obsessed with sleep tracking now. Well, yeah, let me know what you find out. I will because I'm 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 like obsessed every morning. That's like do you, I get Do you think you could use them both at the same time and compare the results? That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. I don't, I don't see, see why, why not. not. Yeah, so I'm going to see which like like last night, I slept very poorly, and I was up throughout the night, and my watch didn't track it, which was kind of ups- it, it, to- it said I was only up once, and I was like, no, I was up throughout the night. So anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll report back. I'm very excited to try this pillow uh, so available far, for iOS. I feel like uh, anecdotally, it does know when I'm like up. Like if I'm awake, like sure. moving around, like getting up or whatever, it does seem to reflect that correctly. I don't think... You know, I don't uh, as 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 the person under under inspection in this case, I, I have no idea if it's correctly reporting my like deep light and REM sleep. Yeah, I <laughs> that's that's hard harder to say. That could be total bullshit. Well, that's the problem I have is it's like I feel like I slept badly, but the app says I didn't, and then I'm like I get confused, <laughs> and I'm like, is it just me? And like that's the best sleep I can get, or <laughs> did the app just miscount it? I will say Autosleep is not a particularly attractive app, and this app looks a lot shinier. Mm. So, yeah, it's not particularly. Pillow does have some weird menus. Yes. To start with. Love weird menus. Yeah. Those are great. All right, cool. Well, I'm excited to try it. Pillow, uh, it's available for free with some premium stuff as an in-app purchase. Uh, cool, Dan. Uh, let's work our way up the list here. What do you have? Let's do it. So... I don't know if I actually ever recommended this. Alto's Adventures, an old iPhone game that I have been playing for years and years and years, at least three years probably. Uh, In fact, I was still playing it as of last week. And I still haven't beaten it, if it's even possible to beat. Uh, But then last week, the the sequel came out, Alto's Odyssey, which is exactly like Alto's Adventure, which is, to be clear, you on, like, uh, skis... And you, like, ski around or snowboard around this environment. It's like an infinite runner. Uh, But the environment's really beautiful and, like, procedurally generated. So you see these really cool-looking sunsets and weather patterns. And you just sort of cruise around and collect coins and try to, you know, meet these objectives. Like, do five backflips in one run or, you know, things like that, which keeps it interesting. And it's a lot of fun, and I expect that I'll be playing this until 2020. <laughs> Very I cool. still, yeah, I have Super Mario Run was the last new game I added to my phone, which you can't freaking play on the subway because you need the internet connection. So I play, to this day, Threes, Altos, Star, everything. You know, Altos Odyssey, Altos Adventure. And I'm pretty sure that's it. Sweet. I am a light iPhone gamer. Well, I, I am as well, but if it if it gets the Dan Miller stamp of approval, I'm interested. It's not free. What is it? Five bucks? Five bucks. Yeah. But that's, for an dollars. iPhone game, that's not bad. Yeah, it, it's a great game. Did that and adventure cost money? I think so. Maybe not. Uh, no, it's five ninety. It's four ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, and they're, they're not going to try to 
hoist anything on you, any in-app purchases or anything like that. And if you purchase it and don't like it, Dan will personally refund you the $5. That's right. That's the don't panic guarantee. <laughs> Thanks for reminding everyone, Sean. Yep, happy to do it. Just, just if you don't like it, uh, we just need proof you bought it. Put your iPhone in a specially marked envelope and send it to <laughs> Don't Panic, uh, care of Dan Miller. At uh, gmail.com. Yes, at gmail.com. <laughs> New York, New York. <laughs> yeah, cool. Box, Odyssey. That sewer grate underneath the BQE. W- what are you, a Ninja Turtle? <laughs> well, kinda. <laughs> huh? Uh... I've got. Very cool. uh, I love pizza, and you and uh, you know karate. And I, I'm very dangerous. I'm very, yeah. I'm, I'm my body is a weapon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of all the things I could say about Dan, his body is a weapon probably wasn't my first. <laughs> I'm offended. You don't think I'm no, dangerous? No, your body is many things, Dan. <laughs> a wonderland, perhaps. <laughs> a weapon? I don't know. I just haven't seen it. Okay, I, well... Someday. Yeah. But then again, I think anyone who has seen it hasn't lived to tell the tale. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what to say to that. Sean, what's your pick? <sighs> Great transition, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I talked about getting an Apple Watch, but hey. one of the most... Uh, important features of an Apple Watch is the band. Otherwise, you just have a little square computer. So uh, I was interested in getting some new ones, but I don't want to pay Apple's exorbitant prices. And so I looked around, and there are a million places you can get bands. I just picked one at random off of Google. Uh, It's called Clockwork Synergy. I picked them because they made uh, watch bands long before smartwatches were a thing. So they're not some new fly-by-night company. They make actual watch bands for actual watches. So I was impressed with that. Um, and they have a free return policy. If you don't like what you buy, you just send it back. So I ordered all, I ordered like five or six of them. Um, and I ended up keeping two. So they've got a number of different ones in fabric, in leather, in plastic. Uh, they've got hundreds of different varieties. I ended up sticking with, I'll put it up on the camera here, this dark, this sort of dark brown leather. Mm. That goes nice with the, the space gray there. Um, with, with the stainless steel and then I also picked up uh, this one, which is, it's not on my watch, but it's, uh, it's a dark gray uh, sort of nylon fabric, what they call their Cordura. Um, and so, yeah, they're, they're, just, they're just nice watch bands. They're reasonably priced. They range from 30 to $45, give or take, depending on what you get. And you, but they're customizable. You can get different metals and different colors, and they've just got a lot of options. I just like that they have the, the return policy. Um, I didn't like a bunch of them that they sent me, so I'm sending them back, and they're just nice watch bands. So uh, clockworksynergy.com is the website, but we'll have the link to that and all of the picks on our website following this show. Cool. I'm going to check this out. Something different. I'm. I actually like being able to, because on my Pebble, I just use the same like the band it came with forever, uh, and it was a fine band. But I actually kind of like the idea of swapping them out and like the leather. I don't like to sleep in, so I put my sport band on at night. You know, so I just I like having options. So I'm gonna try and be Mister Fashionable. Yeah, we'll, we'll turn you into a fashion forward guy. Yes. I. You know, Dan, we all can't be the style icon you are, but someday. Actually, you all can. I believe in each and every one of you. Oh, what a, what a positive message to end on to conclude this episode. Um, 
I do want to be fair, Cole, but you weren't here for banter at the beginning. Do you have any banter you'd like to get off your chest <laughs> that, that just cannot wait until next Monday? No. I mean, I'm in a hotel room. It's weird. I did. Yeah. Down. I would have been on the show earlier, but I had to download Skype on hotel Wi-Fi. It took mm-hmm. a couple of minutes. Which is weird because your connection is actually pretty, pretty legit. Right. It's I, 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 I genuinely don't understand. It took very long to download Skype, and I feel like my connection right now is better than it is on my home Wi-Fi, where it would have taken, like, Skype would have downloaded in the blink of an eye, but, like, being on a Skype call, terrible. So, yep. Weird, well, weird, weird stuff. Very glad you could call in. It's now a complete show. We have everyone here. Uh, we hope all of you out there enjoyed it. Had as much fun as we did. Uh, this is the, the part of the show where we plug a bunch of shit. Don'tpanic.io is our website. You can go there and get all the episodes, the audio, the video, and links to all the picks, as well as where you can subscribe to the show on Overcast, iTunes, and anywhere you get your podcasts with a video version on YouTube at youtube.com slash show. You can also reach out to us at Show on Twitter and show at gmail.com. As always, check us out playing Dungeons & Dragons at GameNights.tv. I fell a little behind this weekend, so a new episode is not out yet this week, but we'll get there. Um, it's coming, uh, and you can continue to listen to us uh, interview some interns for our fake office. It's a hoot. Uh, at GameNights.tv. Also, check out Up for Debate, the show where Matt and I uh, debate things but end up agreeing on everything. This week, we are reading the book Devil in the White City. Uh, Dan's enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Matt's going to be enjoying it, uh, and we're going to talk about it. Also, check out last week's episode. We talked about the Winter Olympics, and stick around to the end. Because Matt tries to convince me that home runs are the most boring part of baseball, and he's out of his mind. He's like, he's like, you know what's great about baseball defense? I wish all games were one to zero. And I'm like, you're <laughs> nothing so else old. happens in baseball. Ugh. I'm like, you think that's the? Ugh. I got very upset. So stick around to the end of that episode for that. It's like an hour and twenty minute long episode because I would not let him go. On that note, I'm like, no, Matt, we're not gonna. I don't want anyone to think that is the official position of this program. <laughs> Home runs are boring. No one likes home runs. They like good defense in baseball. I'm still mad about that. In case you couldn't tell. (laughs) Anyway, that's going to do it for us. But thanks, everybody, for joining us. On behalf of Colby and Dan, this is Sean. We'll see you next time for more tech news and good times here on Don't Panic. Don't Panic.